is The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing and Dolan and Susan Powers of the Armstrong Advisory Group. Each week, Todd and Susan will discuss many topics, including estate planning, how to avoid probate, and protecting your money from a nursing home. If you need assistance in any of these areas or have a question about another issue that may affect your future, call 866-848-5699 to make an appointment. That's 866-848-5699. Operators are standing by. Now, here are your hosts, Don Lutsky and Susan Powers. Welcome into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Welcome, Todd. How are you today? I'm never better, and you? I am great, thank you. What do you have for us this week? So, I've got a couple of things. Uh, one, we've got a mass appellate court case, and and this is one that deals with an undue influence situation. It's classic undue influence. Basically, someone, John, during his life has executed multiple wills, leaving things to Michelle, other people, and Michelle's parents, or and charities. Ultimately, Michelle has the entire agreement changed to leave everything to Michelle. Wonder if this works out so well. And of course, he gets dementia in between folks. This is going to be a classic undue influence case, and I just want you to know how to deal with it, one, if you're going to do it, and two, if you're going to defend it, how how this actually works. And it also will help us understand how to leave assets to family members, sure. uh, and I'll talk about that. And then we're going to go to, to uh, Georgia, and we've got an appellate course th- case there that talks about 529 plans and how to make a gift. Now, is a 529 plan a completed gift? When does the completed gift occur? In this case, there was a problem where he was dying and he needed to get signatures, written paperwork from the investment advisor to actually make the completed gift. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened. It was signed before death, but the advisor didn't get it till after death. When did the gift huh. occur? Second marriage, of course. The kids from the first marriage want the gift to be incomplete. The kids or the, the family from the that's getting the gift wants it to be complete. Mm-hmm. Where do we go, folks? How do we do it? Again, most importantly, and I think more than anything, this is a brand new guide. And the guide we're talking about is just that, how to leave assets to beneficiaries. Well, in this case, gifting, is that a good way to leave assets? Maybe, maybe not. Do we want to ensure the assets get to where they're supposed to go and how they're supposed to get there? Folks, this guide you can talk about leaving assets jointly with kids, putting joint names, putting a kid's name on a joint piece of property. That's not helpful. You can talk about trusts, perhaps, and how a trust can be designed any way you want to leave assets, protection from creditors, you name it. Folks, there's mistakes that can be made in terms of how you leave your assets to your family after you're gone. Learn how not to make those mistakes. Call and get this brand new guide. How to Leave Assets to Beneficiaries, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. Again, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com and you can download it right there. So let's head back. This is Massachusetts. This is our our home state here. Mm -hmm. Classic undue influence case, folks. In this case... In, in the there was in the final years of John's life, he had executed about four wills. Each one of them benefited friends in varying amounts, including Michelle Finnegan and her parents and charity. 
each version mm-hmm. had some percentages going to these groups of people. And even the executors changed over time. In 2014, John was diagnosed with dementia. In 2016, he had apparently died. Oh, I'm sorry. In 2016, Michelle, having not seen John for over a year, travels from Florida to see John and creates an agreement to leave the entire estate to her for all the past medical medical care she provided and future medical care that she's going to provide. So he executes this agreement while he after he's been diagnosed with dementia. In 2016, he executes uh-huh. this agreement okay. after being diagnosed with dementia. Exactly. And then, of course, uh, and so it provides all of that. In 2019, John dies. And the kids from another marriage, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. offer up the 2016 will. And so in this case... There was obviously many other wills before this, but they offer up the will to probate. And, of course, Michelle objects files a claim for $5 million saying, no, 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 this will is no good, and I have my own, and even if the will is good, I have this agreement that says I get everything. Well, the trial court granted summary judgment to the beneficiaries, 11 beneficiaries. The other ones, not Objected, her. not mm-hmm. her. Um and and summary judgment means there's really no material fact here. This agreement was clearly a product of undue influence. Mm-hmm. She appealed, Michelle. On appeal, they agreed that this was clearly undue influence. Right? Mm-hmm. This this is a this is such a prior. This is such a departure from all of his other wills Mm -hmm. that it's an unnatural distribution of his assets and they agreed undue influence sounds like they got it right i think they got it right i I, but i tell you that folks because i want you to understand what undue influence means and when you're drafting documents how to leave assets that's what this is all about Mm -hmm. how do you leave your assets you want to be clear in how you leave them so you know undue influence is if you are out there and you're thinking you're going to challenge somebody's estate or you're worried about undue influence, it's when somebody does this, goes to the person's house, mm-hmm. gets involved with that person, then takes that person to a lawyer and has that lawyer prepare a document that ends up leaving everything to that per- to the person who took him to the lawyer. Right. I mean, that is clearly undue influence. I mean, those are the classic facts. And... That is exactly what appeared to happen here. Remember, she traveled all the way from Florida right. to come here to, to have this done. And it would be one thing, Todd, if maybe she had like a personal care contract with another member of the family involved in the execution right. so she could get paid. But she filed a $5 million suit, which means he's got a big estate here, and she thinks she's going to get paid $5 million right. to provide three years of care. I mean, come on. Exactly. A personal care contract is right. different. I'm getting an hourly payment. Yeah. I'm not getting a lump sum. I'm getting an hourly payment. So no big deal there. I, I agree. But that's just what this is. And you're right, Susan, a couple of things here that that didn't really come up is, I mean, 2014, he's diagnosed with dementia. You might not be incompetent, I get it. Right. But certainly it's something that would need to be addressed by 2016. What is his capacity? Who knows? 
you know, maybe it wasn't good. The problem I have with this case that also wasn't addressed is while they disregarded the agreement and they go back to whatever will is a valid will, because he did enough of them, one right. of them is going to be a valid will. And if Michelle is a beneficiary of that will, is she still a beneficiary even though she tried this shenanigans? Mm. I suspect probably yes. Right. Is she would still get a piece under the will. Because he wouldn't have been competent enough to exclude her at that time because of the dementia, right? Well, Probably. <laughs> well, if there was a prior will that that was valid and left her right. in, she's in. Sure. And and so what do we learn from this? Remember the no contest clause we used to talk about? Yes. Folks, I mean, when we talk about how to leave assets to, to family members, one way to ensure your wishes are going to be honored is to put a no contest clause mm-hmm. in. Then you don't have this problem after the fact, right? So here, even if in his will, he had stuck in a no contest clause, I think what would have happened was if she had this agreement, she would have still had to challenge the will that would have been filed to say, that's wrong. Let's go with my agreement. And a no contest clause says that anybody who challenges the will loses whatever they would get. Mm -hmm. So I have a funny feeling that they would be out and I would think, Todd, Here. with the size of this estate, not just a will, but a trust. I think you're right. I think you have a trust here to, to keep them out of probate, to keep these, these litigation issues from happening so easily, mm-hmm. right? If you have a trust in place, you can really control how they get it. So I think that, and of course, put the no contest clause in there. And, and when do you use these no contest clause, folks? Anytime you're not treating people equally, mm-hmm. whether it's family members or friends. In this case, it was friends. Hey, if they're not equal, you need to put the no contest clause in. Folks, how you leave assets to beneficiaries is so important. Learn how to do it. Get the guide, 866-848-5699. Or you can go to our website and download it there at legalexchangeshow.com. You can get it for free and download it right away. Thanks, Todd. Folks, you've been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group. We've got much more to come when we return to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. Beneficiary planning and asset protection go together like peanut butter and jelly. But saying you're leaving everything to your kids isn't as simple as it sounds, especially if they have problems of their own. If you're retired or nearing retirement, it's time to consider the best way to keep your assets in your family while avoiding significant financial consequences down the road. Call Cushing & Dolan, the experts in elder law. They've got a brand new guide out right now called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries. If you want your assets to transition smoothly within your family, there are important steps that you should take before simply putting names on the dotted line. Call 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. You'll learn which paths are the safest when it comes to protecting yourself and your children. That number again is 866-848-5699. Or you can request it online from our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. Spring is here, but it's still cold in New England. So now's the perfect time to head to America's Caribbean paradise, the United States Virgin Islands, consisting of St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John. 
USVI was recently voted the top Caribbean destination by Travel and Leisure Magazine and several other top media organizations, as well as the best Caribbean islands to visit in 2023 by the Caribbean Journal. When you arrive, you'll enjoy some of the most pristine beaches in the world, incredible scuba diving and snorkeling, and world-class culinary offerings. Book your trip today and fall naturally in rhythm with the heartbeat of the islands, where the sun is strong, the clouds are few, and the weather is perfect every day. Travel from New England could not be easier, with no passport required, no money to exchange, and no travel restrictions to enter. Go to visitusvi.com and learn more about America's Caribbean paradise and book a trip today. That's visitusvi.com. My name is Dottie. This is my VA story. My father served in World War II. He was my hero. As he got older, he needed more help. VA New England Healthcare was there for him and our family every step of the way. VA New England Healthcare offers unlimited healthcare options. The best part? It never cost our family a single penny. As a veteran, my father deserved the best, and so does a veteran in your life. My name is Dottie, and I choose VA. For more information, call 1-844-VA-CARES or visit vacares.us. Cushing and Dolan's new guide called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries may help you with your estate planning. It offers several strategies about how to make the right decision about distributions at the right time. Call 866-848-5699 and get yours today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online by visiting LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. You're listening to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutzke, an expert in elder life planning and taxation. Need help with your estate plan? Call Todd right now and make an appointment. 866-848-5699. That's 866-848-5699. Welcome back into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Got some uh, end-of-life planning for 529 plans here, Todd? I do. I do. We're going to talk about uh, gifting and 529 plans, and actually, when is a gift made, and is that the best way to leave assets to your family anyway? So let's, let's figure this out. So in this case, it's a Georgia appellate court case, and uh, just prior to Rick's death, he attempted to transfer funds to a 529 plan for his wife's kids. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to believe that it's a second marriage. Yeah. Wife's kids. I think that's a safe assumption. No, I'm sorry. Wife's grandchildren. Wife's grandchildren. Same assumption, I think, holds. So he opened up the accounts at his financial advising firm. And orally instructed them to transfer the money into the 529 plan. Well, the uh, financial planning firm said, no, we can't do it that way, mm-hmm. as you might imagine, Susan. Yep. We need paperwork. Sure. So they sent the paperwork that's required for his signature. Well, it was near the end of life, so he was in the hospital. So Rick's wife takes the paperwork to the hospital to get it signed. And on July 21, he... My birthday, by the way, just as a note. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> on July 21, sign, Rick signs this paperwork. However, indicating it's okay to, to transfer. transfer the funds yeah. Yeah. into this 529 account. Well, since he was really close to death, his wife stayed with him. 
by his side until he died. He died on July 26th, and after he died, she faxed the paperwork to the investment company, Mm -hmm. saying, here it is, transfer the money. Well, you can see the conundrum. Sure. When was this a completed gift? Was it a completed gift on the day he signed it, the paperwork on July 21? Or was it completed when the paperwork got to the investment advisor company telling them it's okay to transfer the money? Mm. Or maybe we take it one step further. Is it only after the money actually was transferred into the account? I think there's a third step that they didn't even consider Sure. here. Okay, well, needless to say, we go to court. In court, the trial court says that the personal representative, probably a child of Rick's first marriage, who wants it to be an incomplete gift, mm-hmm. argues that the gift was incomplete and the assets should be included in the estate so he gets more. And the trial court granted summary judgment for that child, saying, you're right. The gift was not made prior mm-hmm. to death. It's an asset of the estate. The appellate court, on when they went to the appeal, decided to remand the case. Go back and think about what you've done. Back to the trial court because they granted summary judgment at the trial court level. And the appellate court case said, listen, this is a question of fact. We don't know whether it was a completed gift or not yet, you need to go back and analyze this so you cannot have a summary judgment if there's a question of fact. Mm -hmm. So that's why they remanded it. They didn't decide one way or another. They remanded the case back. Folks, this is the problem, right? How you leave your assets to your family is so important, and that's the name of our new guide for this month, how to leave assets to your beneficiaries. You can control it. You have second marriages. It's in the guide. Learn how to set up a trust plan to protect both sides of the marriage. Hey, sometimes we need to stagger distribution so kids get it at certain ages. Let them mature over time. That's perfectly okay. Maybe you want to worry about generation skipping taxes. Folks, there's so many ways to leave assets to the children. The right way and the wrong way. Get the guide. 866-848-5699. Or go to our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download it there. Again, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. I think we need to explore this a little further. We need to get some tips and lessons out of this, folks. So you don't have a result for us. I I do. Don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) But not a legal result from this so folks let's let's think about what a 529 plan is just just to understand this first a 529 plan is actually a completed gift if you move money into a 529 plan it's a completed gift it is the only completed gift i'm aware of that you can actually take back into your estate Mm -hmm. if you want to it's a completed gift yet you can bring it back right because you're serving as the custodian of those funds for your beneficiary but from an estate planning standpoint once you give if you give it away with the right to get assets back it's always included you don't have a choice this is the only time where Mm -hmm. you can give it away and it's actually out of the estate even though you have a right to get it back right very strange situation but it is a completed gift when you make it however If you take it back, there's a 10% penalty. 
I think if it comes out for oh, other than under, education yeah. reasons, back to you, then there's a 10% penalty on the growth. You're paying a 10% penalty and income taxes on the growth in that account. Uh, income taxes on the growth and a 10% penalty on the balance of the assets. No, the growth. Just the on balance the balance is your, you have your principal. That's always, that's, that's the same, your Just corpus. getting that back. It's just the growth of it. Either way, folks, I get a 10% penalty on the growth plus I'm paying taxes mm-hmm. on all the income. Yep. I don't love this result, right? Now, Medicaid alert. If you think you're going to set up a 529 plan as grandma and grandpa for grandkids mm-hmm. and you have the right to get it back because that's what a 529 plan says, well, if you get sick and go in the nursing home, I'm fairly confident the state's going to say, since you can get that money, yep. go get it. Mm-hmm. And it would be a countable asset for Medicaid. So please don't think I'm setting up a 529 plan and someone said it's a completed gift. It's out of my estate for estate tax purposes. And that is true. But it's very much countable for Medicaid. So while it's not includable for the estate, it's countable for Medicaid mm-hmm. eligibility. So Once again, those two government bodies do not sync up. They do not sync up. And it's so important to understand that when you're thinking about how to leave your assets to your family, right? Mm-hmm. One problem after another. Now, what I recommend here is, of course, if you had a trust in place, right? You could set the trust up and, and think about this. You can design the trust any way you want. Why do I need, and I'm not trying to bash 529 plans here, but but why do I need one really? Other than I guess they grow tax-free. Tax-free growth. So that, that, that is a plus. You're in them. But you got that penalty issue and you've got this Medicaid issue. If I set up the 520, if I set up a trust, I can dictate how these assets get to my family. Now, if I set up a 529 plan and, and the grandkids never go to college, there's going to be some kind of penalty at some point for that money coming out not being used for education. And you can, just to clarify, you can switch the beneficiaries on a 529. I so get if it. one grandchild doesn't go, it can switch over to the other. Just but, put my financial advisor hat but next there's, to your attorney hat here. There's a risk that somebody never <laughs> sure. goes. Yep. Whereas if I have it in trust for my kids mm-hmm. or my grandkids, yep. it can say pay it out in the trustee's sole discretion. It could say pay it out for mm-hmm. education purposes. Or I, I rather than earmark it for one item, I just say sole discretion. That way, the trustee can use it for whatever they might need it for. Hey, if in fact this kid or grandkid in this case never actually goes to college, eh, well, you, you can't be mad at him, I guess, for that. He didn't go. But you know what? He needs a down payment on a house. Hey, I can use this money for the down payment on the house, whereas if it was in the 529 plan, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I could, but there'd be a penalty. Sure. There'd be a 10% penalty and then an income tax hit. I don't love that. Right? So I like this idea of, of I can do all the things that a 529 can do except tax-free growth by having it in the trust. Mm-hmm. Folks, how you leave your assets to your family is critical. Make sure they get there the way you want them to get there and how you want them to get there. Get the new guide, How to Leave Assets to Beneficiaries, 866-848-5699, or go to our website, legalexchangeshow.com. 
Thanks, Todd. You've been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and we'll be answering your listener questions next when we return to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. Beneficiary planning and asset protection go together like peanut butter and jelly. But saying you're leaving everything to your kids isn't as simple as it sounds, especially if they have problems of their own. If you're retired or nearing retirement, it's time to consider the best way to keep your assets in your family while avoiding significant financial consequences down the road. Call Cushing and Dolan, the experts in elder law. They've got a brand new guide out right now called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries. If you want your assets to transition smoothly within your family, there are important steps that you should take before simply putting names on the dotted line. Call 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. You'll learn which paths are the safest when it comes to protecting yourself and your children. That number again is 866-848-5699. Or you can request it online from our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. It's good to know when times get tough, someone you can trust has your back. That's often the reason members prefer to do their banking at a credit union. They trust us for their financial well-being. After all, credit unions were founded on the principle of people helping people. Not for profit, not for charity, but for service. And that's why you can trust your credit union will always have your back. Learn more at yourmoneyfurther.com. Cushing and Dolan's new guide called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries may help you with your estate planning. It offers several strategies about how to make the right decision about distributions at the right time. Call 866-848-5699 and get yours today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online by visiting LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing & Dolan. Cushing & Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing & Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. For 40 years, Cancer Support Community has been a relentless ally for anyone impacted by cancer with free services provided online and in person with their newest location in Massachusetts. Connect with Cancer Support Community Massachusetts for free emotional support, educational resources, patient navigation, financial counseling, and more. 617-797-3391. CancerSupportMass.org. CancerSupportMass.org. Spring is here, but it's still cold in New England. So now's the perfect time to head to America's Caribbean paradise, the United States Virgin Islands, consisting of St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John. The USVI was recently voted the top Caribbean destination by Travel and Leisure Magazine and several other top media organizations, as well as the best Caribbean islands to visit in 2023 by the Caribbean Journal. When you arrive, you'll enjoy some of the most pristine beaches in the world, incredible scuba diving and snorkeling, and world-class culinary offerings. Book your trip today and fall naturally in rhythm with the heartbeat of the islands, where the sun is strong, the clouds are few, and the weather is perfect every day. Travel from New England could not be easier, with no passport required, no money to exchange, and no travel restrictions to enter. Go to visitusvi.com and learn more about America's Caribbean paradise and book a trip today that's visit usvi.com 
You're listening to The Legal Exchange, and it's time for Ask Todd, the segment where Todd will answer your questions about anything and everything that's included in the estate planning process. Once again, here's Todd Lutsky and Susan Powers. Welcome back, Todd. We have a few questions from listeners for you. First question comes from Jennifer in Malden, Mass. And Jennifer writes, I am single and have an irrevocable Medicaid trust. My IRA beneficiaries are my three siblings. Would there be a benefit to having my trust be the beneficiary rather than my siblings? Or should I leave it to them individually? So this is... Uh, an interesting case because I think it leaves out a lot of facts. Uh, first of all, my, my first question to the single person would be, you know, why did you do a Medicaid irrevocable trust with no children? Might not be the most important thing, unless there's some real reason that you really want to make sure you get this assets. stuff to the siblings. Maybe she's got a lot of assets that are in the irrevocable trust. Could be, but and lots of times funded. when I'm single with no children, I say, do you really want to leave assets? Is it important that you protect assets or mm-hmm. is it, do you just want to use it for your care? Because you're sure. not leaving, you know what I mean? You're not, does, yeah. there's no dying need to leave it to somebody. To a spouse or a child. Or a child, yep. yeah. Yep. So, but it doesn't matter. You might have siblings and maybe they have nieces and nephews that you really do want to leave assets to. That's perfectly mm-hmm. okay. And then you do it. Nevertheless, she did it. So the assets in there are not the issue. The issue is this IRA, which by the way, folks, is one of the most difficult assets to deal with when you leave assets sure. to your beneficiaries. So with the SECURE Act, she has to decide, well, if I'm leaving it to my siblings, which, by the way, folks, is not always my favorite, and someone should advise her that it's you're leaving things across a generation, which means if there is tax due, like you said, Susan, if there is a large number here, mm-hmm. there will be tax at her death. Then it goes across a generation to be taxed again at this same level. Could be kind of quick or soon well, after. Who knows? If they, if right. They, yeah. If and they then have similar life it finally gets down to their kids, which the would be niece the nieces and, nephew and nephews. Level. Mm-hmm. My advice to her, and if the trust is a trust like our trust at Cushing and Dolan, you can change the beneficiaries. She might want to change the beneficiaries to be the nieces and nephews to at least get it down a generation. And a lot of people don't think with an irrevocable trust that you even have the option to of do changing that. the beneficiaries. It's very true, and and some might not, but I know that that ours can. So please. You know, look into your document and see if you have that limited power of appointment. That said, you know, do I want to leave it to the siblings? Do I want to leave it to nieces and nephews? Or do I want to leave it to the trust? Well, if she's going to leave it to the siblings, the benefit of leaving it to the siblings is if they are less than 10 years younger than her. Mm-hmm then they get to take it out over their life expectancy. They are one of the special beneficiaries under the SECURE Act that still allow you to take it out over their life expectancy, not 10 years. Mm -hmm. So there's some benefit to stretching the distribution if there's some benefit to stretching the distribution if that's the case. Mm -hmm. If they leave it to the grandkids or to the nieces and nephews in this case directly, then it must come out over 10 10 years. Uh, and, and there's some, you know, so, so there's a, there's an income tax question, but and if it, she left it to the trust, would it be the same thing with the 10 years? So you'd have to look at the trust and make sure you see who the beneficiaries are, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yes, if, if it says I'm leaving things to my nieces and nephews in the trust, then yes, you could leave it into the trust 
as long as there's a payout ultimately to those kids, got it. They can take it out over ten years. Mm-hmm. But again, there's a little more complexity there. You really got to make sure the trust qualifies as a beneficiary for an IRA. So you can't just say, "Oh, I'm going to change it to my trust." Not without looking at it. Got it. So, folks, these are all things that come up when you're talking about how to leave assets. How to leave assets to beneficiaries is our new guide for the month. And yeah, IRA is a tricky asset. Mm -hmm. How do I leave it? Do I leave it to the kids? Do I leave it in trust? Can I design my trust to be a beneficiary of an IRA? Yes, you can. So learn how to leave your assets. And here, you know, if I put it in a trust, the trust can have staggered distribution. So maybe kids that are going to get the IRA aren't going to get it right away. Mm-hmm. It can go into the trust as the distribution and sit there until they mature to a certain age with staggered distributions. Folks, there's so many ways to figure out how to leave assets, not only from a control and a creditor protection standpoint, but from a tax standpoint. What's the best way to give it to the kids? 866 848 5699 or go to our website legalexchangeshow.com you can download it there again how to leave assets to your beneficiaries 866-848-5699 or legalexchangeshow.com Todd our last question comes from Norman in Charlton Mass and Norman writes my son is very bad with money and my daughter is very responsible when it comes to her finances would it make sense to leave the assets to my daughter and she can then send him money as he needs it ooh mm. that's a really bad Talk idea about a guaranteed way of pitting your kids against each yeah. other Folks, I'm not excited about this at all. But again, these are exactly what come up when you're thinking sure. about how to leave assets. They, well, they, She'll they, take care of They him. generate these weird ideas and they think it sounds good in your head. Uh-huh. But when you actually sit down and play it out, not so much. Mm. So if you did this, folks, what would you think about? Well, one, likely they'll be fighting because there's no fiduciary responsibility here. This is just all the money is sitting in the hands of the daughter. Mm-hmm. So one, there's no obligation. Right. There's no, no requirement. Yeah. Right. So when you, if you did this, you are really rolling the dice that this daughter is going to use the money at all. And for think this about kid. it. If they're at each other's throats over this money, or he's feeling that way towards her, she can just say. You're too, not getting anything. Too bad for you. Forget it. I don't like yeah. your attitude. This is exactly the problem. You you leave it with them. There is no obligation to, you know, use the money the way you want it to be used. Now, having said that, let's go on the other side of the equation that this daughter is a very good, nice person. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do what I asked. Okay. Now, if they do decide to say, here, uh, brother... Here's some money for this or that or the other thing. Every time the daughter gives the money to the son, to the the brother, brother, it's just that. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. And it could be a taxable gift by the daughter or by the daughter to the brother. Mm -hmm. Right? She could be subject to gift tax. Right. We don't want that. Not to mention the fact that she owns it all. If she gets a divorce. Right. The half that you wanted to go to the brother is gone to the spouse. To the ex-spouse. To soon-to-be soon ex. This is not a good result. So what's a better way to make sure that... You you set up a trust. The trust then sets up two separate buckets. And it doesn't matter if it's revocable or irrevocable, right? Because once you die, the trust is irrevocable 
period. Okay, so it works for both. Works for both. You've got a daughter serving as trustee. I'm okay with that because now the daughter has a fiduciary obligation to use the money in the best interest of the son. Mm-hmm. In this case, the, the sibling, right? So that's good. And you have two separate buckets, so the daughter cannot take money from the son's bucket and use it for the daughter. Can't do it. Again, fiduciary obligations. Now the daughter can reach into the son's bucket and make discretionary distributions out to the son without having any kind of a gift tax problem, Mm -hmm. a gift tax ramification of any kind. And because the, the trust exists, there is some obligation to to do that some ability to say hey i should do it for his best interest you also have eliminated the the creditor problem Mm -hmm. right the daughter might get a divorce over time and the daughter's ex-spouse cannot get the money in the son's share in the trust because it's not the daughter's or her share right if well, hers is in trust as well? That's a whole other kettle of fish. But if, in fact, you're right. If if I'm the parents for this person, I might be setting up this trust designed to protect my son from his bad decisions. But I would put the same language in the share that I create for my daughter, mm-hmm. allowing sole discretionary distributions to be made to pay out to the uh, daughter so that if the daughter gets divorced, it's also not available to the daughters. Right. Uh, th- this share could not go to the daughter's uh, ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. It's not a marital asset to begin with. Folks, learn how best to leave your assets to your beneficiaries. 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. If you have a question you'd like to ask Todd, visit his website, LegalExchangeShow.com. Click on the Ask Todd tab. Hopefully... He will be able to answer your question and stop you from being his next real-life story. You've been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group. We have more to come when we return on The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. Beneficiary planning and asset protection go together like peanut butter and jelly. But saying you're leaving everything to your kids isn't as simple as it sounds, especially if they have problems of their own. If you're retired or nearing retirement, it's time to consider the best way to keep your assets in your family while avoiding significant financial consequences down the road. Call Cushing and Dolan, the experts in elder law. They've got a brand new guide out right now called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries. If you want your assets to transition smoothly within your family, there are important steps that you should take before simply putting names on the dotted line. Call 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. You'll learn which paths are the safest when it comes to protecting yourself and your children. That number again is 866-848-5699. Or you can request it online from our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. Spring is here, but it's still cold in New England. So now's the perfect time to head to America's Caribbean paradise, the United States Virgin Islands, consisting of St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John. 
The USVI was recently voted the top Caribbean destination by Travel and Leisure Magazine and several other top media organizations, as well as the best Caribbean islands to visit in 2023 by the Caribbean Journal. When you arrive, you'll enjoy some of the most pristine beaches in the world, incredible scuba diving and snorkeling, and world-class culinary offerings. Book your trip today and fall naturally in rhythm with the heartbeat of the islands, where the sun is strong, the clouds are few, and the weather is perfect every day. Travel from New England could not be easier, with no passport required, no money to exchange, and no travel restrictions to enter. Go to visitusvi.com and learn more about America's Caribbean paradise and book a trip today. That's visitusvi.com. Financial literacy is power. The more you know, the better you are at managing your money. In observance of National Financial Literacy Month, consider a credit union as your educational resource. Did you know we offer classes and guidance on money management? From establishing credit to buying a new home or saving for retirement, your financial well-being is at the heart of every credit union. Learn more about credit unions at bettervaluesbetterbanking.com. Cushing and Dolan's new guide called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries may help you with your estate planning. It offers several strategies about how to make the right decision about distributions at the right time. Call 866-848-5699 and get yours today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online by visiting LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. You're tuned to the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. If you or a loved one needs a nursing home stay, call Todd right now at 866-848-5699 and let him make sure your assets are protected. That's 866-848-5699 or visit him online at LegalExchangeShow.com. Welcome back into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined, of course, by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Todd, this month's guide is all about how to leave your assets when you die. Mm-hmm. And that may not just be to the child level, but sure. also if you have a second marriage to the spouse, to your current spouse. So if you have a second marriage, what are some of the ways that you can take care of your spouse, but make sure you don't disinherit your kids? Yeah, so, you know, when you set up your trust, remember, revocable or not, it does become irrevocable on death. And that's your important first step is to make sure you have a trust. Oh, yeah. If make you have sure a second you have a trust, marriage, yeah. Start here. <laughs> Let's not skip right over that. It's so important Sometimes when you don't have I, it in place. Sometimes I need to bring myself yeah. back down to the beginning. That's what um, I'm here for. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, again, when you got a second marriage, the first thing you need to think about is a trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have a will that just leaves everything to your spouse may feel good, but it's... And then cross your fingers cross that your she's going to leave that, some to your kids. Yeah, that she's not going to do whatever she wants to do with the money. She's not going to remarry. She's not going to go spend it on some other spouse or mm-hmm. some other spouse's kids. Uh, any of that Her can happen. Family. Mm-hmm. Right? So you definitely want control over the asset when you die that is so important when you think about how to leave assets to beneficiaries Mm -hmm. control it okay how do you control it after death you set up a trust Mm -hmm. so with a trust now when you die that trust is irrevocable which is what you want and then you pick a trustee to make the decisions 
that the trust is allowed to do. So it doesn't necessarily have to be your spouse, spouse. right? All alone, right? Or at all? You Correct. can have anybody be your successor trustee. Correct. Now, depending on how you feel about your spouse, you likely would want to have your spouse at least be a trustee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's okay to have your spouse be the sole trustee depending on how you feel and then depending on how much power you give the trustee in the trust or if you really want a good check and a balance because when you start talking about discretionary distributions Mm -hmm. of of assets from the trust to perhaps the spouse you if you want a complete protection you add a child of the of you of of the other marriage uh to serve as co-trustee with the spouse so your kid and your ex-spouse which is not their parent correct got it so they can both serve and so this you're starting to see now how we're building control around these assets then you go to the language of the trust and say what do we want the trustee to be allowed to do Mm -hmm. with these assets how do I want the assets distributed to my spouse? When does my spouse get it? How much Mm -hmm. can my spouse get? These are things that you need to work through when you're drafting. So from a practical perspective, Todd, let's say that you and your second spouse, you both buy a house together and your Mm -hmm. trust owns half that house and her trust owns half that house. Mm -hmm. Can you set up your trust so that your kids can't kick her out of that right. that house. So that's great language when you start thinking about an asset of the trust being real estate. Yes, you would carve language out that says, hey, my wife, my spouse can live there mm-hmm. and pay the bills if you want, mm-hmm. but not sell it. Or it can be sold as long as there's two trustees that agree to sell. Now, so if, that your trust gets half of those proceeds. Absolutely, it yeah. would go that way, okay. right? So half the proceeds would go that way. There's, there's really more we need to talk about on that, folks. But just let me go to the guide because how do we leave assets to beneficiaries is the brand new guide for the month. And this is exactly the kind of things we're talking about. How do you want to control what you're leaving to your family? Second marriages require more control, perhaps, than first marriages. Mm-hmm. Even with first marriages, do I want my kids' assets to be protected from future divorces? I might. Do I want to make sure assets get to a grandchild estate tax-free? That's called generation-skipping tax drafting benefits. I might. Mm -hmm. Folks, there's so many tax and creditor issues and control issues when you decide how to leave your assets to your beneficiaries. Call and get the new guide, 866 848-5699 848-5699 or go to our website legalexchangeshow.com download it there again 866-848-5699 or legalexchangeshow.com so specifically with a house so you said and pay the expenses so you can have in there that and that's whether the husband dies first or the wife dies first Vice that versa. they're responsible for the maintenance and upkeep and the paying of the bills of that home completely. I think you could absolutely put that in there. And if you don't do it, the house can either be sold or mm-hmm. transferred out to the 
kids or whatever you wanted to say. How about if you have asked liquid assets in your trust or, you know, investments or anything that's creating income? Can you have it so that your spouse who's been relying on that income with you will continue to get income for those assets that are in your trust once you die? Yes. So if we, if we leave real estate and we, and, and we talk about liquid money, mm-hmm. then you can say, I want income only to be paid out to my spouse. And again, if you make it shall pay, then it doesn't matter how many trustees you have, right? The trustees can't say no. Okay. Because the trust says shall pay. Okay. It doesn't say may pay. Mm-hmm. See how important words are? Right. Words are really important, and that's what lawyers live for, words, yeah. <laughs> right? And so if you have that language in there, then at least you can guarantee the income is coming out. Right. So what if there's an occasion where she made me more money than just the income? Is she able to get any principal distributions from the husband's trust? Uh, so again, drafting, how much control do we want to give the beneficiary? How much control do we want to give the trustee? Right? Well, you could say something like, Principal distributions can be paid out to maintain her standard of living. Mm-hmm. You could set a dollar amount, but I, I, I'm never big on that kind of rigidity. Yeah. Right. You could say as needed to maintain her standard of living. Well, if you're going to do that, then having that co-trustee on is helpful mm-hmm. because the co-trustee might say that, well, I kind of know what your standard of living is and you don't get to make it up. Right. Now. Right. Right. And so there's some limitations on how they get that principle. You know, you could say uh, principle up to a certain dollar amount, maybe. Mm-hmm, or a percentage or something yeah, like I that. Mean, you, you could really limit it however, however you want to do it. And how about changing your beneficiaries? Would she, assuming you, you leave a wife behind, would she have the option of disinheriting your kids ultimately? So, so, uh, that is a huge question. And concern, Be- for sure. First marriages, folks, we leave something in the trust called a limited power of appointment. It's limited because it says that when I die, now I'm in a first marriage, so when I die, my wife has the ability to change my trust as to who gets it, mm-hmm. but only to my children, which is our children right, and grandchildren. You can't come back later and add Cousin Vinny. Not happening, right? Or the pool boy. Or the pool boy. <laughs> can't, can't add people that aren't in the group. That provides great flexibility for your spouse as life events unfold for these children. Do you have to have that kind of and language And grandchildren. You do not have to put that in. That is an optional paragraph. Now, so for a second marriage, you have two choices, w- maybe three. One, don't put it in at all. Two, put it in but limit it only to be able to change. So if I died, she could only change it as to my kids from my first marriage. Right. If we don't have kids together, mm-hmm. right? Or allow her to change it to all of our kids if we're treating them all the same, Right. You have to decide that. That's a huge power, folks. Learn how to leave assets to your beneficiaries. It's not as easy as you think. Call and get the guide, 866-848-5699, or go to our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download it there. 
Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing and Dolan. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susan. Always a pleasure. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group. We thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week on The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. Beneficiary planning and asset protection go together like peanut butter and jelly. But saying you're leaving everything to your kids isn't as simple as it sounds, especially if they have problems of their own. If you're retired or nearing retirement, it's time to consider the best way to keep your assets in your family while avoiding significant financial consequences down the road. Call Cushing & Dolan, the experts in elder law. They've got a brand new guide out right now called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries. If you want your assets to transition smoothly within your family, there are important steps that you should take before simply putting names on the dotted line. Call 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. You'll learn which paths are the safest when it comes to protecting yourself and your children. That number again is 866-848-5699. Or you can request it online from our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. Spring is here, but it's still cold in New England. So now's the perfect time to head to America's Caribbean paradise, the United States Virgin Islands, consisting of St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John. The USVI was recently voted the top Caribbean destination by Travel and Leisure Magazine and several other top media organizations, as well as the best Caribbean islands to visit in 2023 by the Caribbean Journal. When you arrive, you'll enjoy some of the most pristine beaches in the world, incredible scuba diving and snorkeling, and world-class culinary offerings. Book your trip today and fall naturally in rhythm with the heartbeat of the islands, where the sun is strong, the clouds are few, and the weather is perfect every day. Travel from New England could not be easier, with no passport required, no money to exchange, and no travel restrictions to enter. Go to visitusvi.com and learn more about America's Caribbean paradise and book a trip today. That's visitusvi.com. My name is Dottie. This is my VA story. My father served in World War II. He was my hero. As he got older, he needed more help. VA New England Healthcare was there for him and our family every step of the way. VA New England Healthcare offers unlimited healthcare options. The best part? It never cost our family a single penny. As a veteran, my father deserved the best, and so does a veteran in your life. My name is Dottie, and I choose VA. For more information, call 1-844-VA-CARES or visit vacares.us. Cushing & Dolan's new guide called How to Leave Assets to Your Beneficiaries may help you with your estate planning. It offers several strategies about how to make the right decision about distributions at the right time. Call 866-848-5699 and get yours today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online by visiting LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing & Dolan. Cushing & Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing & Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated.